It is Sunday morning. Yes. Beautiful. Beautiful. Sunday morning. It is 12.25 a.m. Central Standard Time. My name is Stephen Mielhausen. Welcome. From Stephen Milhausen from the zone. We'll start that right. This is the walkway to Fight Club Sunday, April 25th, 2021. No Daryl Rivera tonight. My apologies. Daryl will be back later on this week, but wow. UFC 261 is in the books. What a show it was. The first show with fans, fans, right? UFC 261, holy cow. It was good to see the fans. I never thought we would see them again. First time with fans in over 13 months was the last time fans were Inside a venue. And man, what an evening it was. The UFC really couldn't have asked for a better night. Raucous crowd in Jacksonville, Florida. Three championship fights. You seen a near confrontation. It was a beautiful evening. But before we get to all the particulars and everything of that nature. Don't forget, if you're watching via YouTube, it's simple. Just just click, give it a thumbs up, subscribe to the channel. Give a thumbs up, hit that subscribe button, leave a question or comment. If you're watching via Facebook Live, it's also simple as well. What do you got to do? Simple. Like, follow the page, and also leave a reaction to the video a fantastic evening. We did see three championship fights, one new champion. But I will get to that in a moment. I just kind of want to just saying how great it was to see fans, just because, you know, it's one of these things that where I think we take the fans for granted. I really do. If you sit and we, if I sit and I think about it, and I think about it pretty hard. We take them for granted, and you know what? They were loud. They were rowdy. They were a ton of fun tonight. I do have to admit, they were a ton of fun. It made it for a very good evening. Fights that normally wouldn't get a lot of love got a lot of love tonight. And you know what? That was awesome. Because you like to see that. You you really, 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 really do. I thoroughly enjoyed it. And for the, those that didn't, tough shit. It was a great night. 15,000 fans were back. I did have an issue. And before we even start, I have an issue with the fact that we didn't get more people wearing masks. And I just, and I don't understand this. This isn't hard. It's really not. Why can't people put on a mask? I seen some. If you're leaving, if you if you guys are listening and you're watching, just leave a question or comment. I promise it will get answered on the air. You know, I don't want to make this like a political podcast. I wasn't the world's biggest fan, not gonna lie, of this show being in Florida. I didn't get it. Still really don't get it, but I can see why it was done. I don't think it was out of the kindness of the UFC's heart to have fans at the show tonight. I really don't. I don't. Anyone that tries to tell me differently, you, I don't. This was more of a political move. Governor Ron DeSantis is, I think, a pretty horrible human being. I really think he is. Florida has, per capita, their COVID rates are high. 
And it's like, why are we doing this? It's all political. Trump's from Florida. Dana White's all all hunky-dory with those guys. It was rough. I wish more fans were wearing masks. The UFC was giving out masks. They were doing COVID. They were doing, I don't know if they were doing temperature checks. I really don't know anyone that was there fans-wise. So I I think that's just kind of interesting. But fans, we got a lot of people jumping in and out. I am Steven Mielhausen from DAZN. This is the Walkway to Fight Club. If you're watching via Facebook Live, it's simple. Like, follow, leave a reaction to the video, and then also leave a question or comment. If you're watching via YouTube, it's simple. Leave a thumbs up, subscribe to the channel, and leave a question or comment as well. Let's begin the main event. And before we even go, we before we go any further, a very intriguing step that I wanna and I wanna dig up here. UFC 261 tonight was the shortest UFC pay per view main card in company history. Nineteen minutes and fifty six seconds of cage time, the second shortest. Back at UFC 92 with 30 minutes and 39 seconds. Good freaking Lord. I'm going to read that back. UFC 261 tonight. 19 minutes and 56 seconds of cage time. That's in five fights. That's less than four minutes of fight. And that was with three championship fights, each scheduled for 25 minutes. Second shortest, UFC 92. Good Lord. And that was headlined by this card tonight. And I have it here. Jorge Masvidal, Kamara Usman 2. Kamara Usman starches Jorge Masvidal to retain the UFC welterweight championship for the fourth time. This wasn't even, you know, you look at the opening part of the fight and I want to go like right before the bell started because I thought this was great when Bruce Buffer was doing Ring Angels. Crowd massive for Masvidal. Rockstar reaction. It's it's Conor McGregor-esque in his home state of Florida. He had the crowd behind him. I loved the bravado of Kamara Usman. I loved it because he came out juking and jiving. He was shaking. He was dancing. He's like, I got this. I'm going to dance. I'm going to soak it all in. All you people are watching me. And I'm like, this is great. Love it. Absolutely love it. And made Masvidal take his time, made him sit there, made him think about it. And the thing I really like, too, then – They're both in the octagon. Buffer's doing the ring intros. And I loved how Usman just strutted his stuff and told Jorge Masvidal, you're in my octagon, bitch. Bring it. You belong to me. I was expecting a takedown fest. I'm not going to lie. What we got was a pretty good, was a pretty good striking battle. And Usman early, the jab that sent Gilbert Burns packing. Beautiful left jab. Stiff. Masvidal laughed, and I'm like, okay. You know, they're striking, you know, and Masvidal started to get into a rhythm. Late kicks. Kicks to the body. A clipped him with a good, good solid left hook. And then... I didn't think he'd be able to do this. They were in ra- close in range, so I really didn't think they were going to really do I didn't think Usman would be able to take him down. Usman dumped him on his ass. And I will give Masvidal credit for this. Instead of, you know, getting frustrated and not really trying to do anything, what he did I thought was very intelligent. Just kind of s- throwing elbows, on sharp elbows, th- just throwing. Landed some good elbows. Usman was trying to gain position, but Masvidal just kept moving. And I and I was very, very impressed by that. 
got to the point where he was able to get himself to the cage. He was able to get back up to his feet. And I thought he fought very intelligent. I thought this, the ground game was better than what I was expecting. And I, it's a testament to him in the team and American top team. Got up. Now Usman hit him with a good right, stiff right hand. I'm like, okay, okay. And Usman came back. Then Masvidal came back right at the end of the round with a really good knee. It's like Masvidal had some momentum, a closer round than I thought people thought. I gave it to Usman. We got the round two. And they're jaw jacking each other. I thought that was just. I thought that was just excellent. So they're going back and forth. They're yakking away. And then they're exchanging. Both landing good shots. I thought Masvidal with a slight advantage. Another shot by Usman. Masvidal smiled again. And I'm like, okay. Not even 10 seconds later. Little faint with the left. Bam. Knocked out. Beautiful, unbelievable right hand from Kamara Usman. You see Masvidal's head just like... Just like nearly did a 360. He tried to get up, and I'm like, wait a minute, okay. Usman had none of that shiznit. Couple hammer fists later, bing, bing, boom. Kamara Usman, still the UFC welterweight champion. Seeing a lot of people coming in, guys. I want to make this, it's simple, guys. If you're watching via YouTube, please give a thumbs up to the video. Subscribe to the channel. Leave any questions or comments you may have. And if you're watching via Facebook Live, simple. Just very simple. Give a reaction to the video. And also, leave a question or comment and like and follow the Walkway to Fight Club on Facebook. It means a lot. It is greatly appreciated. Any questions or comments you may have. But now, and I thought very respectful. Very respectful for Kamara Usman and Jorge Masvidal. You know, Masvidal's kind of didn't really have his wits about him. I thought very respectfully. Went up to each other, gave each other a hug. And I'm like, all right. I'm like, I, you know, I very, especially the buildup. The buildup to this has been, it's been very heated between these two for over a year. I give both guys a ton of credit. You know, they put all that aside. You know, and I thought, and very sportsmanlike. I thought that was extremely well done. I thought that was really cool. So, really, really good to see Usman always, always, always very respectful. Hate his daughter. Hate his father. The first time his father's got to see him fight. Father hated the belt wrapped around his waist. He feels he's pound for pound the best fighter in the world today. But now the question is, what is next for the welterweight champion? Defended this title for the fourth time. You got to look at it too. This is already, if you want to look at it, historic title reign. He's defended the title four times. He's stopped and he's finished three of those four. That's impressive. And it's history-making stuff, guys. It really, 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 really is. Just because look at what he did to get here. You got to look at that. Look at what everything he had to do to get to this point. Coming from Nigeria, coming here into the United States, and, you know, busted his ass. And now look at him, the UFC welterweight champion. In the world right now is Kamara Usman's an oyster. UFC president Dana White did say, well, ah. hold on one second, guys. I'm so sorry. Computers, I have learned, can be a major pain in the talkies. But, you know, you got to look at it in terms of, you look at the pecking order. At 170. He's run through everybody. But. What is next. For Kamara Usman. UFC Dana White. President Dana White said in the build up. Colby Covington would be next. The former interim champion. I know that's going to get. A lot of people upset. Rightfully so. Covington was there. 
he got the second loudest booze of the evening, and we'll we'll talk about who got the the biggest booze of the evening coming up in a few moments. We got a lot of people coming popping up, guys. Very simple. If you're watching via Facebook Live, it's simple. Leave a reaction to the video. Get thumbs up, thumbs down, indifferent, love it, hate it, ha ha ha. However you guys want to do it. Leave a question or comment as well. And also like and follow the Walkway to Fight Club on Facebook. If you're watching via YouTube, also simple. Give the video a thumbs up and also subscribe to the channel and also leave a question and comment. Right now, it seems like he's at that point where he's wiping people out. He stopped Covington. He stopped Gilbert Burns. He stopped Kamaru. He stopped Jorge Masvidal. What's next? And thank you for that thumbs up. I greatly, whoever did that, I greatly appreciate that. Thank you so much. The, the million dollar question is, what do you do? Covington's the money match. Whether we like it or not, Colby Covington is the money match. And what do you guys think is next for welterweight champion Kamara Usman? Leave a question or comment, and I promise it will get answered on air. If you just go down the list, you know, you got, he's he's done with Masvidal. So you're looking at, he's done with Burns. You're looking at Covington, the winner of Leon Edwards, and Nate Diaz coming up, UFC 262 next month. And that's Michael Chiesa's on a good run. But beyond that, it's like, what is next? It's Covington. It's a big money match. You know, you look down the line, maybe Hazmat Shemaev. He's got to get he's got to get some wins. He's got to fight, and he's got to get wins. But it's hard. It's hard to see at this point what is next after. Say he gets by Covington, and that's going to be a tough out. Both guys are totally different. Two totally different guys, just in terms of fighters. Usman's gotten better on the feet. Still a great wrestler. Covington switched gyms. Looked awesome against Tyron Woodley last August. Both guys have gotten better. That first fight was a war. It depends on how you had it, that first fight. Some people had a 2-2. Some people had a 3-1. I hit a 3-1 Covington going into the fifth. That fight was awesome. Definitely the fight of the year in 2019 with Usman getting the fifth-round stoppage. Fun fight. They hate each other. It's going to sell well. And you get to look at here what. And people, and I, I know there's people out there. It's like, oh, and Covington brought it up. Oh, well, Masvidal didn't deserve the opportunity. He's now 35 and 15. You gotta remember something. Jorge Masvidal's a mega star. And look at what he did for Kamara Usman. And what we're gonna, what we're gonna see. UFC 258 really wasn't the best indication. I think that the fact that Kamara Usman had that quick turnaround, this quick turnaround. I think it's going to gain him respect with the people. And I think the way he beat Masvidal this time. Masvidal had that excuse of, well, you know, I did fight on short. Which he was right on. 110%. But now the question is, it's one thing to be a champion. And it's one thing to be starting to enter the George St. Pierre territory. But it's also got to translate the money. It's easy, and he was smart in this situation because he's like, listen, who's going to be the most beneficial to me to help build me to a to be a star? Jorge Masvidal. Very intelligent by Kamara Usman. The rematch should be bigger. We're going to see. I'm not sold on him. How does he sell without Jorge Masvidal? Look at what happened to Demetrius Johnson. As awesome as Demetrius Johnson is, quite arguably one of the GOATs. Never really was able to crack through and become that megastar he should have been. I also give some of that credit to the UFC. The, I blame the UFC for a lot of that, too. But look at what they've done with Usman. Usman covers of ESPN. He was featured prominently this week with Masvidal. So I, I'm really intrigued by that. Let's see. From KJM, KJM, thank you for the question. Thoughts on Usman's path to legendary status? This is a fantastic question. And we'll answer it now. We got time. I got nothing but time. 
He's heading there. Because you have to look at it here. We see a lot of people jumping in and out. Before I answer this question, KJM. Watching via Facebook, it's simple, guys. Very, very simple. Give a reaction to the video. Leave a question or comment. I promise that we'll get it answered. And also like and follow the Walkway to Fight Club on the page as well. If you're watching via YouTube, it's simple. Give the video a big thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. Tons of great stuff on there, by the way. Raquel Gonzalez of WWE. Damian Priest. Some cool stuff coming up this week, I do promise. And we got stuff with Chris Ariola, Chuck Liddell, Eric Bischoff. The big hitters are coming this week to the Walkway to Fight Club podcast. So make sure you stay locked in and so you guys can definitely listen. He's already, he's almost there. You, you got to look at it. Four title, the four consecutive title defenses. In a, per, in a little bit over two years, that's pretty impressive. Three of those via stoppage. And now you're looking at, and you look at where this pay-per-view is trending. I looked at the thing. I looked at everything probably right before we came on. And it was trending on Google Trends at 1.7 million Google searches, which is signaling a, a already a pretty good pay-per-view number. Now, I want to look at it here real quickly. It is over 2 million searches. So that is, let's see, we're at... million Google searches as of right now. That's huge. That's big time stuff. So you got to think like this is going, this pay-per-view is going to do extremely, extremely well. Part of it is title defenses, how you're beating these guys and how you're doing on pay-per-view. He's going to get another good buy rate here. UFC 245, that fight with Covington, did around 350. If he's smashing guys like he is right now, he can go down as the GOAT at 170. He may go down as the GOAT when it's all said and done. I think he's got a long way to go to that. But if you're talking greatest welterweight of all time, that's – And you're entering George – And you're entering – George St. Pierre territory. You start talking GSP and Kamar Usman. And now you're getting into that you're getting into that rare fight here. You really, 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 really are. And that's a testament to him. It really is. Because if you look at if you look at the second run of George St. Pierre with the Walterway title, and I'm looking at it right now. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. 10 consecutive title defenses. He's got some way to go. He's got six more title defenses to get to. He's got a minute. Is he near GSP? That one is hard to say. Because if you, you sit and you look at it, and I'm looking at him now. He only had one stoppage. And that was over BJ Penn at UFC 94 in January 2009. Kamar Usman's already got three and four. I still think he needs some more title defenses. If he gets another, man, if he gets another two, if he gets three more, two or three more, I think you could call it a wrap on who the GOAT is at 170. Say he gets by, He say he beats Covington. He beats the winner of Leon Edwards and Nate Diaz. Because I'll tell you right now, the winner of that fight's getting a title shot. Whether you want to say Nate Diaz deserves a title shot is a completely different story. And I completely understand it. But if he goes in there and just wipes his ass out, there's your case. Beep, beep. There it is. He's the GOAT. At once. And he really is. Then it's, does he move up to 185? He's got the frame. He walks around around 
from what I've been told, he walks around like the low 190s. He could walk around. I think he could get there. Does he go in the middleweight? I don't know. He's been talking about retirement a little bit. I think if, man, if he wipes out, if he beats Covington, he starches Covington. He starches Leon Edwards or Dane Diaz. Where do you go? Okay, Steven Thompson. I don't see that fight ending any differently than what everything. Oh, that's don't disrespect the Wonder Boy. Shamayev, maybe. I got to see more. For everyone to ride that train, maybe McGregor. What if McGregor goes out here, blasts through Poirier, blasts through the winner of Chandler Oliveira? You got to maybe you go Connor and, and Usman, title for title, champion versus champion. I don't know. Just throwing stuff out there. Just maybe Habib. I don't know. It's just a lot of. A lot of different scenarios when it comes to that right now. It really does. And that's it's also it's also a testament to what his greatness is right now. And right now he's on that other level. Is he pound for pound the best fighter in the world today? I think he is. Who else is there? John Jones hasn't fought. We're entering 14, 15 months of that. And it'd be interesting. Really, really interesting. Looks like we're getting Kamara Usman and Colby Cummington next. Usman wants to take some time off. So I could see that happening like early to late fall. I think Usman's going to make Covington wait. I really, really, really. I can see, like, September. I really can. What's next for Jorge Masvidal? Another million-dollar question here. I don't know. You know, first time he's been stopped by strikes and 50 career fights. Think about that. 50 fights. It took fight 50 for him to get stopped via strikes. Only the second time in his career he's been stopped, period. He stopped by submission in 2009 for Bell, in the Bellator promotion. In the early stages of Bellator. I don't know. I think Masvidal just kind of sits back, takes his time. I think he waits to see what happens with Leon Edwards and, and Nate Diaz. He waits to see what happens with Conor McGregor and Dustin Poirier. He's got options. Nick Diaz was there. Which was quite surprising. I haven't seen Nick Diaz at a UFC in a while. Maybe. Just maybe. This may be a week it. Nick Diaz and Jorge Masvidal. There's plenty of fights from Masvidal. He's a megastar. Let's make that perfectly clear. This is the one thing that separates the UFC from boxing. You could suffer a loss in the UFC and still be an ultra megastar. Look at McGregor, Chuck Liddell, Tito Ortiz. You know, you lose isn't the Brock Lesnar. You lose, it's not the end of the universe. It's up to you on how you bounce back and how much of a draw you really are. The Diaz brothers, another good example. Anderson Silva. Like it or not, the sky's a mega. He has it. He oozes charisma. He's the the baddest motherfucker champion. Didn't look like it tonight, but you know what? Kamara Usman right now is just on a different level, and I'm all about fun fights for, for Masvidal. The Diaz brothers. Leon Edwards. You still got the Covington fight out there. McGregor. Tons and tons and tons of fights for Jorge Masvidal. I would love to see just a trash talk with Jorge Masvidal and Nick Diaz. That would be some fun shit. Sign me up for that, please. I want to see that. The trash talk in the ring would be epic. Please, oh, please. 
MMA gods, the gods out there, Uncle Dana, sign me up. Do something right for once. Instead of blasting newspapers and everything in between, give me some Jorge Masvidal and Nick Diaz. Even Nate Diaz, I'll run that shit back. Let's have some fun. So MMA is about as fun. And plenty of options for Jorge Masvidal. You will not fight for the title. If Covington wins the belt, then all bets are off. And I can see Masvidal getting another crack. But we, but we shall see. All right, let's get on with the rest of the show. Let's work our way down here. Co-main event. Zhang Wale defending the Strawway title against Rose Namahunis. As you can see in the, in the bottom there, we have a new women's Strawway champion. Rose Namahunis defeats Zhang Wale via knockout one minute. 18 seconds into the first round. This was pretty simple. Wale would... The both, I like how they both just came out. And before we get there, thunderous ovation for, for Thug Rose. And I thought a very, 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 very disrespectful, loud booze for Zhang Wale. I said earlier, I don't want to make this political, but shit. Shame on you idiots from Florida. Anyone watching or will be listening to the audio of this. People in Florida should be the people, the 15,000 plus people that are inside that arena, excluding the great Tom Brady. Should be ashamed and should be ashamed of themselves. How do you boo Zhang Wally because she's Chinese? Oh, yeah. The governor of Florida, your governor is a schmuck. The former president of the United States thinks all Chinese people are just horrendous human beings. I'm not making this a political podcast. Far from it. This is a fight podcast. But I thought the disrespect shown towards the former champion. Very disrespectful. Just absolutely horrible. Let's get get to the fight. I got that out of the way. Good exchange of strikes early while trying to so good inside Lake is just to try to thwart the movement of Namahunas. Nami Rose throwing some good jabs, good shots. And it didn't last long. A beautiful faint. Faint was the key word of the evening. Oh my goodness. Beautiful faint by, by Thug Rose. Then just the grace and style of that left head kick. Good lord. Down goes Zhang Wale. Couple hammer fists later. Bing, bang, boom. The crowd erupted. Oh my God, I felt it in my through my TV and into my basement. A new women's strawweight champion, Thug Rose. Rose Namaunis. What a performance. Wale protested the stoppage. She was pretty upset at Keith Peterson. But I'll give Keith... And we could sit here and we can say what we want about Keith Peterson. And it is deserved. But I will give him this. He let it go. It's a championship fight. You gotta let it go a tad. She was out. Good lord was she out. Absolutely beautiful. Beautiful head kick. Flushed to the head. Bing, bang, boom. New strawway champion. I love the emotion. From Rose Namahunas. Dana White's putting the belt around her. Crying. You can feel all the emotion just come out of her. Like she just held it in all week. Just, it was a beautiful sight to see. For all, everything she had to go through. She sealed the deal. She fought awesome. The first woman ever to become a two-time women's champion in the weight class in the weight class there originally in. Originally in. I'm sorry. A great performance. Well done. Couldn't have asked anything about her set was 78 seconds. Bing bang boom. 
Get in, get out, you're done. Joanna Zhenjacek, she says she's next. Do you give Joanna another crack? That's a rough one. I make Joanna fight again. I do. You just can't keep hang, handing her shots at the belt. You can't. She's what? She's 0-4 in her last four title fights. She's a draw, but not as big of a draw as she thinks she, that then she thinks she is, and that's not a good fighter. I think she just needs she needs to be active. Just can't not fight and get a crack at the belt. I'm I'm not the world's biggest fan of that. To me, you got to earn opportunities. Unless you're that mega draw like a McGregor, a Masvidal, a Jones. If you're at that level, cool. I get it. But she's not. She's not. I'd go back to Zhang Wale. She's the draw of that weight class. Her and Rose, you let them headline? Sign me up. Would definitely be down for that. Joanna seems to think she's next. I hope not. She needs to fight. That's the that is the route I would go. The first title fight of the evening. Valentina Shevchenko, Jessica Andrade, flyweight title. Valentina Shevchenko. Second round TKO retains the women's strawweight title. She is nasty. She set the tone of how this of how this evening was going to go. She let the world know very quickly. She let Andrade know very quickly. Okay, we're both great on the feet. You're pretty good on the ground. You're better on the ground than you are with your hands. But you know what, though? I'm going to drop your ass on the mat, and I'm going to wipe your wipe the floor with you. And good Lord, it didn't take long. After some exchange of strikes, and Andrade a little bit of an advantage. Shevchenko was like, no, I'm going to dump you on your ass. Dumped her on her ass. Andrade got up, dumped her again. Then one more time for good measure. Three takedowns in the first round. Absolutely fantastic. She's so good. And I was like, okay, what is she going to do in the second round? She did it. And Drudge started it a little bit. Bam. Up, took her down again. And Drudge got up. And they were, and Drudge was laying some good shots there. Like, oh, maybe Andrade now is getting, she's getting into that rhythm. A beautiful heel trip takedown. Got her in the crucifix position, battering her. With left with left hands, switches positions just to get a more of a better advantage, and just wiped her out. Bra uncorked a barrage of elbows and punches. And Drage was going nowhere. The fight was over. Ja- Valentina Shevchenko still the UFC women's bant. Flyweight champion, the three, the longest title fight, the three ending the fight at the three nineteen mark of the second round. Masterful. That's how you measure a champion, and this is really was started by John Jones. You take your opponent's strength, you work on that. Shevchenko did that tonight. Andrade is great on the ground. Shevchenko just had other plans. Took her down, beat her up, tried to get up, pick her down, take her down one more time, beat her up. Heel trip takedown, crucifix, boom. It is over. You got to look at this now. Since losing for the second time to Amanda Nunes, don't get me wrong, via split decision, I hate the fight score for Shevchenko. Shevchenko was 7-0. Four of those wins 
via stoppage. She is now defended the flyweight title five times. Three of those wins coming via stoppage. Five title defenses, three wins via stoppage. Dominance at its finest. And the two fights that went to a decision, she laid down an ass whooping. And Jennifer Maya and Liz Carmouche. Next level stuff. The second best women's fighter in the world. Who's the best? The woman she's lost to twice. The GOAT. Amanda Nunes. Make the trilogy. What are we waiting for? Since the Zhang Wale super fight is done. That talk can go away. Let's make this simple, Uncle Dana. One time. Can we get Zhang Wale, not Zhang Wale, can we get Valentina Shevchenko and Amanda Nunes for the end of the year? Just book it now. End of the year show, the two greatest women's fighters that we've ever seen. The most work Shevchenko did tonight was that awesome dance after the fight. Dance was awesome. She's got to teach me some dancing moves. But that's... What do you do at this point? It's the only move to make. What do you guys think? Should we make Shevchenko? Should Dana White just make it now? Nunes, Shevchenko, now. I don't need to see Amanda Nunes and Juliana Pena. Get the fuck out of here. I already know how that fight's going to go. That's going to be one-way traffic. Juliana Pena's going to get battered on the feet. That fight's not going to end well for the Venezuelan Vixen. As good as she is, Amanda Nunes, and I don't even think Juliana Pena is that good. She just talks a really, really, really good game. Just scrap that fight. We don't need it. We don't. Please don't. Please, 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 please. Please. I don't need it. Not in my life. Not necessary. Not super necessary. As the kids would say. Three title fights, <laughs> they were all blowouts. All right, let's get to a couple more topics. If you're watching via Facebook Live at Simple Guys, give a reaction to the video. Thumbs up, thumbs down, haha, any type of rea- little reaction, thumbs up, love, whatever. They mean a lot. Thank you so much. Leave a question or comment. And also, if you're watching via YouTube at Simple, give the old big thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. This was rough. Um, it's the second fight of the main card. Chris Weidman, Uriah Hall. Middleweight rematch from their bout in September 2010 with Weidman getting the victory. Winning the King of the Cage middleweight title. This was rough. Uh, Weidman threw a, threw a lay kick to the knee. Hall checked it and just in one of the most horrific things I've ever seen. The bone came out of Chris Weidman's leg. As soon as he like planted, he just crumbled. Fight was instantly stopped. Medical personnel went into the octagon. Got Weidman on uh on a board to lift and wrap. I don't know what they wrapped around this leg. I really couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't tell. And then they put him on a gurney on a stretcher. They wheeled him out into an ambulance. And I'm trying to see if like, what is going on? If, um, I see if there's like any update on, I haven't seen any update yet on Kurtz Weidman. No update yet. No. Um, is a statement from Anderson Silva to Chris Weidman, and there's a reason. We'll say this in a second. Anderson Silva put on Instagram, "My deepest, most sincere sentiments, champ. Have faith. I wish you a speedy recovery. 
in this moment, I wish you and your family light, love, and knowledge. To the fans of the sport, please respect this moment of this incredible warrior. And let's wish that he's 100% very recovered soon. May God bless you and your family, Chris Whiteman. A very, very, very classy comment from the great Anderson Silva. We'll get to that parallel in a minute. Weidman was getting wheeled out and raised his fist in the air for the fans cheering him. That was rough. Um, 17 seconds into the fight. Uriah Hall, back-to-back wins. I thought the way Uriah Hall handled it, very classy. Nothing, expect nothing less from Uriah Hall, one of the one of the real classiest guys in sport. Um, just a horrific injury, gruesome injury, as I put there in the headline. It was just like when Weidman did it to Anderson Silva at UFC 168. Just horrific. You don't ever want to see that. I don't care when, good, like him or not. You, you just really never want to see that. My prayers go out to Chris. I don't know what his status is right now. I'm like looking on Twitter and like the notable journalists can't really, no one's really trying just to see. Let's see. I'm just trying to. Just trying to see if. Let's see. Dana White says Usman thinks Usman's going to be the greatest of all time. Hmm. I don't know about goat status. Let's kind of... He's only really... He wasn't facing, and I'm sorry, I can't, like, I can't buy that. I'm not in the mood to get into it with people tonight. I'm really not. We'll keep. I'll keep that thought to myself. I don't necessarily agree with that, but... Let's focus on Chris. This is a horrific time for Chris Weidman. Hopefully he's going to be okay. If he never came back, he's got nothing to prove. He stopped the great, the, the reign of terror of Anderson Silva. Carved out his own legacy. This, more importantly, hopefully Chris is going to be okay. One of the really great guys, one of the great interviews in the sport. And always classy and gracious with his time. I sent the message... I know he's not going to look at it, but just to say, hey, you know, we're we're all rooting for you, Chris. So hopefully everything will be okay. Now let's get to some humor. We need a laugh. <laughs> this is the laugh I needed. I'm already laughing. I didn't think I would be talking about Jake Paul tonight. After we've seen what happened last week with Jake Paul. And his win over Ben Askren at the Triller Show. Jake Paul was getting heat from everywhere after his win over Ben Askren, including one Daniel Cormier. Pretty upset, you know, when Jake Paul called him old, fat, lose some weight, everything in between. DC likes himself a hot dog. You know what? DC's earned that. For all the years DC has put into the game. For everything he's done to make this a great sport. And he's had a legendary career. And Jake Paul goes. And I actually thought this was this was pretty intelligent. Said he can beat DC. Cormier got pretty pissed. Said if he's seen Jake Paul, there would be an issue. So during the final prelim. That was between Randy Brown and Alex Oliveira. 
you seen this loud fuck Jake Paul chant. I'm like, why the hell are they chanting that for? I'm scrolling through the Twitter machine. And what do I see freaking Jake? Seeing a couple reporters that I follow that Jake Paul's there. And I'm like, oh, boy. End up being with Antonio Brown, former wide. I don't know if he's former yet or was the wide receiver of your Super Bowl champion, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think Cormier brings it up and says something along the lines of if, and I guess he looked at Paul and they had a couple words. And then after, and a beautiful win by Randy Brown, by the way, very good, very good stoppage winner to end the prelims. Good way to get into the pay-per-view part of the show. A video that surfaced of him going to where Jake Paul was sitting. And they got into a confrontation. Cormier had to get pulled away. There was, a, it was about a 20 second. I found like a 20 second clip. And they got into it. And I don't know what happened from it. I don't I haven't seen any. And I haven't been on social media to really get a good gauge of what happened. But that was sure something. Um, I got, and then the crowd just, <laughs> in the first couple of fights, they were chanting, fuck Jake Paul and all this other stuff. And and it was like, and then they show, and I give the UFC credit. Usually the UFC doesn't do cool stuff like this because it's always, it's like, come, he's a freaking star. Let's, let's just stop with the, the childish games. They go to Jake Paul and show him he's eating popcorn. He's getting food. I love that. That was great. I will say this. Jake Paul gets it. He gets it to where a lot of these guys and girls just don't get how the game is played. He understands this perfectly to a T. He's playing chess and all these other guys are playing checkers. Should he fight boxers? Absolutely. I'm not denying this. For anyone that wants to sit there and say, oh, come on, Mulehausen, come on. You know the zone here, dog. Freak show fight? Yes, we did. Jake Paul, I mean, Logan Paul and KSI. Yes, I know. But he should fight boxers. But for if he can bait MMA guys into fights, why, why not? And what he did here was just pure genius. Until those title fights came on, the biggest thing about this show wasn't the fans being there. Before the title fights, the biggest thing was Jake Paul. Before what happened with Chris Weidman. The biggest thing about this show till that point, till the second fight of the main card, was Jake Paul. Like it or not. Ah, my man, Del, Del Hotchkiss. Thank you for watching. Got to watch, Del. We watch the podcast, the archive. It'll be up in the audio version. will be up after the podcast. The video will be up for you guys to watch at your own consumption. Um, But got to give Jake Paul. Got to give Jake Paul that love. That makes me want to see that fight. I want to see him fight. I imagine... I don't think Cormier can get the 190. 205? Sure. Why not? Make that fight at 205. I would love to see Daniel Cormier and Jake Paul. I think everybody would. Me, just for my own reasons. But but it also shows a fundamental, and I wrote a column on this last week. It shows the fundamental flaw in MMA, in the UFC. Pay the fighters more money. They won't have to go do shit like this. It's as simple as that. Nothing more, nothing less. UFC 261, the official attendance, 15,269 for a gate of 3.3 million. Performance of the night goes to Kamara Usman and Rose Namahunas. Not surprised. Where was the love for Valentina Shevchenko? Come on now, Uncle Dana. 
Where's the love for the where's the love for the dominant flyweight champ? I'm trying to see if there's anything. I'm just trying to see if there's any update on Chris Weidman. I want I like just feel beyond what we already know, and we really don't really don't know anything beyond it. So hopefully Chris Weidman will be okay. Let's see. I want to check Google Trends one more time before I let you guys go. Right now, about 2.4 million from my math. So that's trending to do very well. That will be the end of the podcast. Thank you to everyone that watched. I mean, a lot of people watch us. That means a lot. Thank you guys so much. It is always appreciated. Don't forget to follow the Walkway to Fight Club on Facebook. It's simple. If you're watching on Facebook Live, it's simple. Give a reaction to the video. Thumbs up, thumbs down, love, hate. Give me a mean mug. Anything in between. But also, follow and like the Walkway to Fight Club on Facebook. It's simple. Just type in Walkway to Fight Club. Or if you're watching here on the channel, like, follow, you're done. Simple as that. Watching via YouTube, simple as well. Thumbs up. Hit that subscribe button. It'd be greatly appreciated. Hey, thank you for that thumbs up. It means a lot. You can also, we're all, the podcast will be available probably within the next 30 minutes if you miss anything. An audio, if you get ready to go to bed, want to listen to the rest in the morning. Of course, you can sit and watch the video on Facebook or YouTube. But if you don't do that and you're driving tomorrow, cutting the grass, doing yard work, driving somewhere. It's very simple. Rate, review, download, subscribe, your favorite podcasting platform, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, iHeart, any of your favorite podcasting platforms. A big week last week, so I want to, this past week, so I want to thank you guys for listening to the audio of the podcast. It means a lot. I, it means so much to me, so thank you so much. Don't forget, also, you can find me on Twitter at smealhausenjr. This coming week, we got some good stuff. I will have interviews up. Audio. Chris Sariola, who will be facing the returning former three-belt heavyweight champion, Andy Ruiz Jr., next Saturday night, Fox Sports pay-per-view. Good conversation with Chris. Also, the UFC Hall of Famer, the former light heavyweight champion, one of the best to ever do it, the Iceman Chuck Liddell. And then an awesome 70 minute, 70 minutes, a great 70 minute chat with the one and only Eric Bischoff. Talk about everything. Getting into the Hall of Fame. Roddy, you know, I thought we talked about Roddy Piper, a very good comparison with MJF and Roddy Piper. Eric's thoughts on that. Getting into the Hall of Fame. We talked to Finger Poke Doom, which I thought was just, it was awesome. Hey. <laughs> Kind of got Eric on that one. We talked about so much stuff. It was just a great chat with Uncle Eric. A lot more stuff coming, guys. I, I'm not stopping. A lot of stuff in the archives already. Tony Khan, Raquel Gonzalez, Drew McIntyre. I can keep going. Damian Priest, Braun Strowman, Anthony Joshua, Dana White, Chael Sonnen, Conor McGregor, Ronda Rousey, you name it. They are there. All in the archives for you guys. Mario Lopez as well. I can't believe we just said Mario Lopez. Canelo Alvarez. And a whole lot fucking more. You can find me on the Twitter, Jr. We'll see you guys later. I'll see you guys later this week. This is Stephen Mielhausen. Talk to you guys later. Peace.